Hi everyone and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast from the Mail Fuzz Network. I'm Peter and joining me as always is Matt. What's up? And Connor. Hey guys. Connor's a little bit out of breath. Yeah, you're all a bit out of breath. The reason why Connor's out of breath is because just before the show started, a moth invaded his room and he spent a good couple of minutes killing it. We'll now take you to audio and footage of the incident right now. Right. Oh shit, hang on, let me just get rid of this fuck off giant moth. <laughs> big has hair is from the back. When he turns red, it's just this big mushroom yeah, ginger. Look at it! <laughs> well, this is an exercise in futility. This is. I can't follow it quick enough. I'm glad this is recording. For those who might be watching at home, he's searching for another ginger. <laughs> he... Can you see he's... this moth? This is no. so, this is so good on the outtakes at the end. Oh, yeah. fucker. Oh shit, it's not dead. <laughs> <laughs> now that we're back, uh, we are going to talk about comics. And this week we have the following DC comics to talk about. Uh, we've got a new t- uh, title, uh, Brew- I can't speak today. Blue Beetle Rebirth issue 1, but we also have Detective Comics 939, Action Comics 962, Wonder Woman issue 5, The Flash issue 5, Batgirl issue 2, Titans issue 2, Deathstroke issue 1, Hellblazer issue 1, and Hal Jordan in the Green Latin Corps issue 3. Those last three, of course, are all part of the weekly tradition that is Corner's Corner. Uh, it's become quickly infamous. Yes, although yep. admittedly one of them was by accident because Matt just didn't have yep. time to read Deathstroke. But yep. uh, there you go, that's, that's what's on the docket for today. But before we get to that, we should make a quick little detour to solicits because we got the full DC solicits for the month of November and the, f- the first thing, we mentioned this last week because we got a couple of the early ones uh, we got annuals in the fifth week in November so mm-hmm. that's great, we actually have books all month which is lovely um, Finally. so I'm just going to read out what's coming each week in November and then we'll point out one or two highlights at the end that are worth noting. So, coming November, November 2nd, we have Aquaman issue 10, Batman issue 10, Cyborg issue 4, Green Arrow issue 10, Green Lanterns issue 10, Justice League issue 8, Nightwing issue 8, and Superman issue 10, as well as Hawkman and Adam Strange out of time issue 2. Oh, and Midnighter and Apollo issue 2. I had a page change, I thought I was at the end. Uh, plus... Also coming out that day is a one-shot called Catwoman Election Night, issue one, which uh, is co-written by Meredith Finch, so Do don't get what? too excited. I was, I was proper excited. I read, oh, Catwoman, new thing. It's yeah. like, I've been missing some Catwoman content, and then I got to Finch, and I thought, for fuck's sake. <laughs> the apparently, after... apparently the other co-writer's pretty good, apparently. But uh, do maybe, I care anymore? Maybe they've given Finch like an apprenticeship, right? You're going to work under this, right? <laughs> and learn. Yeah, someone learn can actually ways. teach you how to do something properly. Also, at the end of my list on that day, we have. I've got this color coded as well. Uh, this is orange. And what that means is that it's part of Corner's Corner. And that is Harley Quinn issue 7. Yeah. <laughs> Proud to have that in my corner. Yeah. Uh, like then, so. then on the 11th of September. We have Action Comics 967, All-Star Batman issue 4, Batgirl and the Birds of Prey issue 4, Deathstroke issue 6, Detective Comics 944, The Flash issue 10, New Superman issue 5, Suicide Squad issue 6, Supergirl issue 3, Superwoman issue 4, Teen Titans issue 2, Wonder Woman issue 10, and then in Connor's Corner, Hal Jordan the Green Lantern Corps issue 8, and Red Hood and the Outlaws issue 4. 
Well, that's a much if, more of a maybe. If if Connor's still reading it by then, he will have to be excommunicated from the podcast. Wait, wait, which one? Red Hood. Oh, okay. Well, I, no. look, I'm reading Red Hood until I get an issue with the team together being a team, not in, versus. I'm not sure how long that'll take, though. I'm, I'm a little bit concerned how much I'm getting myself in yeah. for here. Issue 12 is when they finally team up. Yep. Would, wouldn't surprise me from the writer who must not be named. Mm. Yeah. Oh. All right, so after uh, me losing my breath on the length of the last week, uh, the 16th of November has Aquaman issue 11, Batman issue 11, Cyborg issue 5, Green Arrow issue 11, Green Lanterns issue 11, Justice League issue 9, Nightwing issue 9, Superman issue 11, Trinity issue 3, Raven issue 3, and Harley Quinn issue 8 over in Connor's Corner. And then, 23rd of November, we have Action Comics 968, Batgirl issue 5, Batman Beyond issue 2, Blue Beetle issue 3, Deathstroke issue 7, Detective Comics 945, The Flash issue 11, Suicide Squad issue 7, Titans issue 5, Wonder Woman issue 11, Vigilante Southland issue 2, and then in Connor's Corner we have The Hellblazer issue 4, and Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps issue 9. And thankfully, the fifth weekend or the fifth week of November only has three books, two that we knew about already, which is Batman Annual Issue 1, Superman Annual Issue 1, mm-hmm. and the one we didn't know about, um, also bolstering up that last week in November, is a one shot called New Talent Showcase Issue 1, which is an anthology book which is about 80 pages, costs $8. And is basically a bunch of stories from all these new writers that are all up and coming and don't it's, have. It's it's all the people that went through the creative workshop that DC ran last year, right? Or earlier yep. this year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's what it said in the solicit. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm I'm looking forward to that. I think it could be interesting way of seeing who to keep an eye on. Maybe yeah. Um, I think I think it's a good thing if throwing this this fifth week that's different from annual. And I think it's at least going to be interesting. Like, I mean, even if half of it's garbage, the other half might be really good. I mean, there's bound to be mm-hmm. at least one standout thing, right? Because a lot of these anthology books, you know, the uh, the Legend of Tomorrow one they got going at the minute. Mm. Most of it, there's, I think, there's four stories. Three of them are average to good, but then there's one that's absolutely fantastic and stands above the pack. Mm. So you'd, you'd expect there'll be one good one, at least. Yeah, you'd hope so. Um, there's a Batman story in there, there's a Superman story, I think there's a Wonder Woman story. There's a Kyle Rayner story. Yeah. That's weird. weird. Yeah, I know, that's there. There's a Hot Girl story. So, I mean, at least there's a varied bunch of things. Uh, so, no, that's uh, November. It's a pretty packed month. There's not a lot of new stuff. That that one shot and the Catwoman one shot are the only two new things. And if I was to guess, I'd imagine that December will be similar and we won't get any new books proper until January now. I'm okay with that. Give everything a good, like, even the latest stuff to start, give it a few months to get going and then introduce some, uh, like a second wave, so to speak. Yeah. yeah, I'm not even really complaining. I'm, I'm just... That's my expectation now. Yeah. So, uh, no, that's the solicits. Uh, that, that, those solicits are getting so long now, I don't even know if it's worth me reading all the titles like that. <laughs> I, I think that's just an endurance test more than anything for my voice. Um, yeah. But, I think that'll do us. I, I don't think there was anything overly noteworthy in the uh, the descriptions for the solicits. It was mostly just, oh, this story arc part three, or 
Part yeah. four. Some nice covers that you should definitely just go and check out for yourself. Some nice yeah. covers, yeah. Uh, the Superwoman cover is quite nice. In fact, the Supergirl mm. cover is also quite nice. So, yeah. Um, all right, let's go on to some books then. Let's talk about some comics. So, as always, we're going to start off with the new book, uh, if there is one, that is. But this week, there is one. And that is Blue Beetle Rebirth, issue one. And obviously, for all the books, while we talk about them, uh, spoilers, because what else are we going to talk about? Um, so use the timestamps to uh, jump around to your heart's content. Um, so Blue Beetle Rebirth issue one, Keith Giffen and Scott Collins is on the art. Um, now I will say that before we talk about this, that I have never read a Blue Beetle comic before. This was a first for me. I read the New Fifty Two stuff, and I've got I, I caved on the comics obviously sale and bought the the two thousand six run that James was going Let's... on about. Yeah, it's supposed to be the the best version. Yeah, and I believe it's similar to this one, and it's a kind of a continuation of that almost. Did you read the 2006 one yet, or is that just? No, I I only bought it this morning. Okay, fair enough. (laughs) Yeah, that was so. Blue Beetle in this Jaime Reyes is basically was DC's response to kind of Spider Man, where he's this uh, teenager with. uh, I'm trying to think of the right term because the spider's not an insect but basically insect kind of driven powers and trying to fit his life in with superheroing so it was much beloved uh, until the new 52 well and then changed to, to quote bill bailey spiders are not insects but in a war between humans and <laughs> insects they'd probably yeah. side with the insects you know what i hate to say it but peter just went up in my respect anyone who can bring in some <laughs> bill bailey stuff just goes up a notch uh yeah if you don't know who bill bailey is he's a oh, uh, english really comedian who uh sings uh, as well as uh cracks jokes at his stand-up gigs Actually, and there's a fantastic song called uh insect nation nation yeah. yeah well we're checking that out on youtube if you want to hear what i was just referencing but uh, no, but so, here, so Jaime Reyes became Blue Beetle after the death of Ted Cord, which kicked off of Infinite Crisis. So they haven't been like around each other. So this was the first time where we're getting like a mentor-student relationship for Jaime. I think. Granted, I haven't read the series. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say it's the first time. This is also the first time I'm hearing that his name is just not Jamie. Yeah. Really? I'm sure yeah. we we yeah. Matt's been saying it like that the whole time we've been doing uh, this. I, I didn't remember. I just thought it was yeah. Jamie, but Matt said it like five times in the last thirty seconds. Yeah. So it's because he's, like, he's, he's he's Mexican, right? Or like, yeah, Mexican American. Yeah. Latino. Yeah. You know. I'm sure I remember the new Fifty Two stuff specifically saying Mexican family. Yeah. Most likely, he lives in El Paso, and it's spelled J A I M E, which I always read as Jaime. Unless yeah, I it's think a it is. Game of Thrones, and it's just Jamie, but that's because George R. R. Martin is weird with language. But yeah. anyways, I digress. Uh, Blue Beetle. So, Pete, carry on. All right. Um, I kind of liked it. Huh? <laughs> uh, I'll go on, I really liked it. Is, is that what you wanted from yeah. me, Matt? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I don't want to take over hosting duties. That's all well, you were. Um, yeah. So, so the book yeah. is basically just a sort of normal morning and a uh, Jaime. Is that how I'm pronouncing it? Yeah, Jaime. Jaime. You can call him Jamie. I mean, it it all depends. This is well one of those classic comic things where I could read a name wrong my yeah. entire career, and it's, then it, I'll hear somebody talk about it, and I'll be like, 
Is that how you say that? Well, for perspective, it's a whole ration Raz, isn't it? Well, yeah. for for pers- perspective here, there was a guy who used to work where I worked, whose name was Jorge, right? But obviously it was spelled like George with a J, and yeah, he wanted all of us to call him George because he thought it was weird all of us walking around to call him Jorge. Yeah. So he actually chose for us to call him George. Um, yeah. So maybe it's like that. I don't know. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, so, yeah, so, Jamie, Blue it, It's a normal uh, sort of morning in his life. He's going to school, and Ted Cord calls, like, hey, by the way, there's something going down. Get get your ass over here. And he's complaining. He has to skip out in class again. He's going to get in trouble. But meanwhile, there's a lot of banter between him and his friends who are bickering, and he goes off. This is, this is something I like. I like that his friends are in on it already. There's yeah. none of that. Like hiding it from his friends. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, it's already yeah. They're already in on it. As soon as it's brought, they know. It's... They know what's going on. Because what? Cool. One of them even offers, "Oh, do you want me to take your bag while you go and you know, yeah. deal with us?" And he's like, "Nah, I can put it on the the, the ship. It's fine." <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I did like how they just threw us into it. There was no like they gave us little pieces of it in the rebirth uh, special. Well, it's but... interesting you bring that up, Matt. You're skipping ahead, but we'll talk about it now. Well, yeah. this is the first time this has happened really that that, that where mm-hmm. one of these rebirth new series well it's the rebirth issue or not has one of those like scenes from that rebirth one shot that special has just yeah. flat out became a scene in the comic later on uh, the scene of course we're talking about uh, if you remember back in the rebirth one shot uh, we see a scene where ted and jaime are arguing about he well kind of arguing he's like i don't really want to be blue beetle can you please just figure yeah. out a way to take it off and he's like ah oh, no no this is great you're a superhero what you're complaining about yeah. and then dr fate shows up and tells him it's magic and not actually alien alien technology and yeah. this scene takes place in this comic it's in the middle of this story and yeah. i thought that was very interesting not so much for anything in this comic i mean it fits it's fine and great nothing wrong with it mm-hmm. but what it makes me wonder is some of the other scenes in Rebirth's one shot to come that I know yeah. I'm now thinking about specifically yeah. the one with the atom felt like it was in the middle of a story yep yeah Um, I could see the one that teases the Legion being mm-hmm. maybe the star or even the JSA like the JSA know. one I was just going to say yeah oh. I could feel any of those like being like in the first issues of a new because they always those. felt like snapshots of something anyway I think yeah. we mentioned that when we covered it way back in the and, last and episode we're all talking all of these come from I think the same section too which is the yeah. second section yeah. of what's going on now and if that was like so. a list of promises almost and this is the first one to be fulfilled then yeah yeah. The, the only other comic that's similar to this was the Flash one. Yeah, that was a little bit different though, because it was like the same character like moving on, and it was just kind of recapping it. You know, it was uh, yeah, but it played with the. It, it still had the same moment in there. It still played. Well, yeah, to that that's... moment. But what Pete's saying is that it's not just a snapshot of. Yeah. We didn't focus the camera in on that very moment and capture it like this right here, and uh, but yeah. So, but my main point was going to be like, there's no setup of exactly who Ted Cord is, who Jaime slash Jamie is. Mm. It's, you know, they just throw us in, that, except that he's a mentor. Uh, he's an inventor, billionaire guy, kind of Tony Stark or Jace. Which, and, uh, although he's got a lot more sort of a, it's, it's less like a sarky or sarcastic. He's more excitable. Yeah, it's more yes. like a genuine excitement of doing what he's doing rather than, oh, I'm a cynical rich guy who, you know. Yeah. I have to say, like, well, what? Well, I agree, yeah. Matt, your point was great. Like, it does just throw us in. 
I would be interested to hear from anyone who doesn't know these characters at all, and if they just pick this up as their first comic well, sort of thing. For I'm this kind stuff, of then. in that camp. Like I've never. But read. You, you, sure, you've never read them, but you know who Ted Cord. You you have like I know the name. Of DC. I, you know I know Cord Industries. You know and like I know tidbits like that. Because to too much point, yeah, you do get thrown in here. I think there's enough here that at least for now, in issue issue one, I'm like, okay, right, I'm following. I have no idea who this evil chick is at the end, but yeah, like. You know, I'm following along. Like he's the mentor. He's the teenager. He doesn't really want to do what he's doing. And yeah, I get the Spider-Man comparison because he does feel kind of Spider-Man-y. Um, they even have that panel, you know, where he felt like he suits up to jump in, and he's—it's almost yeah. like he's swinging towards the. Even the suits, the kind yeah. of like Iron Spider-esque. Yeah. Yeah. The era. I mean, of five or six. But what I will say is, though, is I do hope we do get a bit more of like who they actually are, and maybe a bit more of the backstory mm-hmm. over the arc, you know, well, just to like fill me in, fill, fill me in on exactly how Ted Cord stopped being the Blue Beetle, for example, and things like that. Give yeah. me those. Yeah, it's yeah. worth knowing. This is just a, it's, it's just a rebirth. It's not even the actual issue one, so oh, I right. can see them not wanting to give away too much important oh, yeah. stuff like that for, yeah. in case anyone and it's funny this up. Because, see, see, for the first like, few pages, I was thinking, oh, this is another one of these ones that's just, like, issue one. Kind of like how Batgirl and the Birds of Prey, that rebirth yeah. issue is just issue one of the series, really. You have to yeah, kind of same for Green that. Arrow. Um, same mm-hmm. for Green Arrow. First few pages, I was thinking this was going to be that. But then by the time it got to the end, I'm like, oh, no, they actually found a way to sort of... Because essentially all this really was is he goes to this diner where these two henchmen are. Uh... Well, not a diner. It's, it's their version of Starbucks, Sundollar, which always cracks me up because... <laughs> That that is that is such my era of when I got into comics was they used to have these fake ads for like Sun Dollar and Big Belly Burger and whatnot. So yeah, so and the fact that it's Giffen doing it, that was kinda the era where they were letting him do fun things like his metal men and stuff. So I just I thought it was funny that it's Sun Dollar and that's where these two bad guys, what are they? Ruin and Rack. Rack? Yeah. Rack and Ruin are just trashing the place. Yeah. So, yeah. whilst whilst philosophizing, 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 yeah. <laughs> philosophizing, Philosoph- ah, I, 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 that word. I got gotcha. you. Um, and ruining metaphors and all sorts of things. I mean, that was the thing that really stuck out to me in this issue is just how playful the banter was between yep. the two villains, between Ted and Jaime, between uh, Jaime's friends, like even his mum and the sister. Like yeah. all of it was very quick, you know, fire back and forth. Um, and that was what I liked more than anything else about it. I did like the tone overall because it it did feel like an mm-hmm. Ultimate Spider-Man kind of vibe. It's it's yeah. kind of just like a teenage romp sort of thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Which well, we're going to kind of yeah. have the Supergirl, but there's not too much of that elsewhere in the DC like well, Rebirth lineup. So I don't think DC's had it for a while, really. Mm-hmm. I can't yeah, remember the last really Teen Titans when they were actually teens, like when you had the the Johns relaunch. Which oh, yeah, we, we definitely didn't have anything in New 52, did we? No. And that, that's the thing that we're supposed to, that whole Young Justice line, you know, but nothing really added up. Like, Superboy, it felt... You could tell, like, these were middle-aged guys writing stories about teenagers that yeah. don't really spend much time around them, whereas I feel like Geffen does kind of, like... Even if he doesn't, he can tap into that mindset still. Yeah, oh, he's just he's exactly. just a teenager. What happened is, is that he started writing this in 06 when he was about five, and now he's in his teens, so he, he gets teenagers like really well. Yeah, friend's like sixty something, Pete. That was a joke, Matt. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. 
I don't know where you're going on that. That's where I was like. I, w- I was making uh, a new 52 that's much the age of the Robins, like, kind of thing. Uh, uh, see, I didn't get that either. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Hunter. Oh, well. But, uh, but no, like, so it's it's good that that is with Supergirl and with this, hopefully with Teen Titans, because we're getting Wally and Flash. You know, he seems to be taking a bigger. As, as Williamson's story is progressing. While he's becoming a bigger part, we know he's going to have a part in Teen Titans. Uh, it's worth yeah. mentioning that uh, th- the first few pages of Teen Titans, a preview of that went up today on the interwebs. Oh, it looks fantastic. And I had a glance yeah. at it. I didn't. I, I always make a point of not actually reading the, the dialogue and stuff. Like, yeah. I, I just like to glance at the art. But I, I, the one thing I did notice at the end of like, the fourth page, whatever the last one was, uh, Wally, new Wally, Kid Flash, like trips oh. or whatever... And he just he, he falls right in front of Damien's feet, and Damien makes a quip, and that was the last thing you seen in the preview. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm looking forward to this. This is it's, yeah, this the is art is, is very good. Yeah. Good. I don't I, I don't know what what crazy voodoo magic Ben Percy's doing to get all the best artists between his two books, but somehow he's must, he's wrangling. He them. must be like a artist writer to where he's just like, look. It doesn't have to be exact in the script. Just hit the spirit of it. It's it's not. Do you know what it is? Yeah. It's his what? incredible deep voice, where he just speaks to them on the phone, and they're like, "Yeah, I'll do it." That's that's all it is. They to can't the power refuse of persuasion. It. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I'm I'm glad for Percy being able to do more fun stuff, because um, Arrow Arrow, while being fun, he's ruminating in the dark right now with the whole um, human trafficking aspect of the burning and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. So. What are you talking about? That's light-hearted, good fun for all the family. Yeah. <laughs> so we were on Blue but, Beetle? Blue Beetle, yeah. yes, that's what we're talking about. But anyways, and, and don't take the digression as that it's less It's just, it's a rebirth, and I'm definitely interested in hearing yeah. more. Being a, I love the idea of Blue Beetle being a legacy character, and uh, Ted Quarter's one of those characters coming out of Infinite Crisis. Like, he is more important dead than he ever was alive, because when he was alive, he was just kind of Booster Gold's best friend, and kind of like a, a secondary Batman type billionaire but plays out a hero. Yeah. So here it's I think it's gonna give him more to do and the whole point of the scarab, which has always been alien as far yeah. back as you know, we can go. Even when Dan Garrett was running around as a pulp hero, it was this alien scarab that he had found in Egypt. Uh, the fact that fate shows up and says that it's magic blows my mind because how are they gonna rate this now? Plus, you get bonus points for having fate in your series because I love fate. Uh, of course. Well, you love fate like I love Booster Gold, so I, I can't. I can't. Really yeah, see exactly. It. This is just yeah. keeping them warm until JSA kicks <sighs> back up. That's so I'm, I'm good because that was the that was the thing in the solicits that hit me hardest. Yeah. Doctor Fate has finally been cancelled. That's it's the last issue in what November. Yeah, number eighteen. Yeah, yeah and I really. Uh, Thought maybe it survived the culling because it had gone so long. Every month it was like not there was no final issue on. No, no, it was just, trying to rebuild. No, because JSA is going to be in wave two, so it was just yeah. lasting till near the end of like before phase two and started. That's all. And and this strange is supposed to be a supporting character now in Blue Beetle going forward. So and Giffen has experience writing that character too, so it should be fun. Did Matt just call Fate strange? He said strange. Yes, yeah. he did. That, I did, didn't I? That's yeah. because yeah. he's strange to Jace. Uh, I, I do hope in, in JSA, though, we get both Fates. Yeah. I've been there's enjoying. more than one? That's why yeah. I like Doctor Strange more, because there's only one. No, nah, because you've got the new one at the minute that's in the, the series, but 
Ken Nelson popped back up, and this is Ken Nelson so we got in this. So who's so who's the new one then? Uh, his name's Khaled. So is that the same guy as the one that was in uh, Earth Two? No, I, I think it's the same character name, maybe. Okay. I, I haven't read Earth Two in so long. Uh, well, I did download uh, the first trade of Strange for you, Connor, and when I have time, I will read it. I'm not sure if you're doing this on purpose or not, but okay. I did that one on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I, between the two, by the way, I'm Team Fate. I'll just I'll put that out there. Well, of course, you're a DC first guy. And also, <laughs> once Jason Aaron stops writing Strange, I will no longer be writing uh, for him. You're, you're on your bike. You're, you're re-enter the sunset when Aaron yeah. hangs up his hat. Oh, of course. Of course. Uh, right. So to, to sum up on Blue Beetle, which we have somehow managed to divert from... Of, uh, the whole DC universe. A numerous, t- a numerous number of times now. But... Um, Banner's very good. First issue is basically just the one fight, teasing kind of the, the, the tone of the book. We get a little tease yeah. for the villain at the end. And that's pretty much it. I, I don't think it was anything else, but it was fun. Nice rebirth book. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right, that'll take us on to Detective Comics 939. James Tenney in the fourth writing, and Eddie Barrows is back on art for this issue. Yes. Oh, boy. Oh, my God, I love this book. Okay, There's so before so we go on, he Barrows brought back the 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 portrait style, the, the faded, the, the muted moments. things. Yeah, yeah. God, I love that so much. Fucking love it. It's so good. It's such a great storytelling thing because it shows you this is an important moment. So if you're kind of just as you're as I was uh, reading it while eating lunch, <laughs> and your mind kind of drifts, you're kind of like, oh wait, I gotta pay attention to what. It's like you can, literally, you can look, you can just flick through the book and you can just immediately, at a glance, know where the key moments are. Yeah. It's just it's so good. Yep. Yes. So we start with the flashback uh, to Bruce's parents' funeral and we see young Kate come over and console young Bruce, which is yep. mirrored very nicely later on in the issue when Batman realises what Tim's plan is. You know, she says that same line again, you don't have to say anything. Well, she says just yeah. go the second time, but, you know, that that first part of it is the exact same. And it's a really nice uh, mirroring of the, the whole thing. But, so, after the last issue, they go back to their base, and they try to figure out what's what's going on, and uh, Batman calls the president, and Tim... <laughs> t- t- Tim speaks to I Steph. I love that, when he's like, Alfred, get the black line ready. <laughs> and you're like, what's the black line? And then he goes, Mr. President. <laughs> Only in comics, and this is what I love. And some people could chalk that up to because Batman, but like he doesn't use it all the time. It's not like he's calling and chatting him up. I, I, I like to think each of the Justice League has their own direct line to the president. Yeah, yeah. be so good. Yeah. Have we have we lost Pete? No. I don't know. I'm just gonna keep talking. My stupid cat keeps walking in and out. So I'm having to roll over. <laughs> oh, I thought we were uh, ready. All right. But, and also, Tim. Here's the one part that drove me a little nuts. Tim's whole design for the windows and that there's replacement windows. And I was like, all right, I'll just accept it because it's a comic. Hey, get, get in their a, lane of work. That's a very smart move. It is, yeah. but just the way that he explained it, I was just like, just, you know. It's it's the way he says it heals itself that's weird. If it just says yeah. it automatically fixes, like they just replace because yeah. they've got yeah. spares ready to go. I was like, Tim, stop being precious about this. But, right, I but cool you say that, it. but he says it with such a grin on his face that you can't help but go, yeah, you go. Yeah, it's like, yeah do it. Well, Clearly plot, the best Robin. But plot points, yeah. well, plot points, 
uh, here is that Tim is hanging up his cape because he's going to go off to university come the end of this, uh, well, come the, the fall when the university year starts, I guess. If he makes it that far. Uh, well, yeah, if, if he makes it that far, yeah, true. Um, but yeah, it's a nice moment with Steph, but then the real plot of the issue comes in and the drones that we knew about then the last issue from the colony that are going to target people who they believe are suspects from the League of Shadows, who Batman is like, no, nah, that's a myth. He's, he's picked he's picked targets. Well, Batman's calling you crazy. You crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so the team all go out to try and, uh, like, all, all the targets, because they, 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 they have their computers and they, they know where they're targeting, so they mm-hmm. go out to all the target zones. Clayface as Batman. Oh and I love that God. they do the whole Dark so Knight good. Returns thing where he's like going past the yep. lightning and he's yeah. in the yep. window. He's like, I'm Batman. Get out of here. Danger is coming. It goes, hey, uh, Batman here. That's <laughs> it? Yeah. I, I love it though in the, the, the Dark Knight Returns shot because you just assume it's just a homage and that is Batman. Yeah. Mm. And then yep. it's the next panel. And it's like, okay, this is fantastic. Yeah, and he turns into Clayface. He's like, no, oh, whatever works, works. <laughs> yeah. They got out of the room. Well, to, uh, that, to be fair, he also screams, uh, get out of the room, you something, something, or you're yeah. going to get clay in your face or something like that. It, it's yeah. run, you'll get a full dose of Clayface. There you go, that's the line. <laughs> so he, he just full on threatening him. He, he does what he knows. But yes. no, so much fun. Uh Cassie's scene's a little bit interesting. She, wherever she goes, she like goes in, she hits the light and says, right, get out, everyone. Um, and a very, obviously, few words as possible, as Cass likes yeah. to do. And But the interesting part here is that one of the guys who walks past her, the uh, the panel sort of lingers on him. Lingers is yeah. a weird word to use. I'm, I'm thinking in terms of camera shots, but, you know, it focuses on him. And you yeah. see that his eyes are, at least to me, they look like they're completely black. They yes. are. He's definitely emphasized, so yeah. I'm wondering if the League of Shadows isn't as yeah. A that myth. was that was my inclination yeah. was he was the target in this area, yeah. and it's, yeah. it's yeah. real. Well, I mean, I, I said not last week, but the last issue, I said there's no way in hell that we don't get a reveal either this arc or in like five arcs time somewhere in this run where oh shit, the League of Shadows is actually real. Oh dear, now yeah. we have to deal with them. So I guess this is just the seeding of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do, do I really, um, cause Cassie, she's going by orphan now, right? Because mm. yeah. I, I legit thought that was an orphanage at first. Because mm. there's all the, the all the bunk beds and it looks like you know there's just a bunch of people all in the same room. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure what it is, but they look a bit old mm. to be there. Mm. Yeah, I just like how she says help. Like, they go, what, what are you here for? And she says help. Yeah. So, so that was cool. Mm. Um. So of course Tim Tim goes uh, all hacky on the on the uh, the drones and he can't stop them but he can change the targets. So the book ends with Tim making himself the target for every single one of these drones, and he's got a bit of narration that says, "Look, this is just a math problem. This is not a fighting thing. This is just me calculating like the strategy here." Um, yep. So we won't know until next issue to see how he fares, but that is the the big moment it goes um, in. I'm a little worried because there was a rumor, maybe a month or so ago, that, oh. that t- Tim was having it done in, and well, I was—I yeah, I, kind of dismissed it. I was like, "Nah, come on, Rebirth's going so well." Yes. And part of that's the whole return of all these characters and Tim being one of those selling points. Would they really kill him already? So, what we've learned is he's great at inventing things, right? Mm-hmm. And he's great with computers. So, um, there's no Oracle right now. 
or anybody to play that role. So what if he gets injured and becomes a new version of that? He's already in like a watchtower-like facility. Just as long as they don't kill my boy Tim, I'm, I'm yeah. down. I don't, I don't think good enough. Although it felt, it does feel like in a movie where the cops like, "Yep, this is my last shift, and then I'm retired." Twenty years <laughs> in, yeah, just two years to retirement. <laughs> yep, and then That's he's exactly like, "What this is?" And then he's like, "Yeah, I'm going off to college in, in Ivy Town, and you know, I'm, I'm taking that scholarship." Oh wait, I got to program the drones to attack me. Okay, cool. Do you know what I love as well? It's, it's Batman's concern for him. Yep. Like, because it, 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 he doesn't realize at first, and then then, they, then uh, Steph tells him, he, and he just Steph. immediately. What? Yeah. Sorry, I thought it was in my brain. I thought it was Steph that had told him, but that's over the call later, where yeah. she's like, "Yeah, enough of your call signs. This is very important." You know. Yeah, yeah. And then but, he yeah. immediately just runs off or yeah. glides off, I suppose. Yeah, no, well, it's, it's, it's probably yeah, the, it's the emotional high point of the issue is when Batwoman does say, like I said earlier, she makes that call back to the the flashback. And she says, "Don't say anything, just go." And Batman just goes like, it's, "This nah. this is that moment where if this was a trade, you'd be like, yeah, maybe I'll put it down for bed after this issue.'" And then you get to this, and you're like, "Fuck, keep going." Yeah, yep. This this is that point. Just one more. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but also I love that they basically turned. Uh, uh, what's Colonel? Is it Colonel Kane? Mm-hmm. What's Kate's dad's name? Yeah, yeah. Basically, he is now Bruce's um, General Lane, right? Yeah. Where he's related. He's in the military, and no and matter he's what an he tries, absolute cock. Yeah. So you know, and I like that. And just again, the black line to the president, and Bruce is like, "Yeah, we have to have a talk about this deep, dark, secret military organization." <laughs> <laughs> so you know but no i definitely it is the top batman book I, this and i mean i wouldn't consider nightwing a batman book it's a bat family book but yes. out of this and, and batman or any book that batman's featured in this is the crown jewel it's not even that much of a competition i mean the others are good oh, there's, but this is there's no such a cut above. for me this yeah. is probably the best rebirth book it's such a cut above everything yeah mm. i mean that's that's a popular i can see that yeah, I mean, it hasn't got any Superman in it, so obviously you can't say that. But... No, I mean, I'm just saying, like, it's between this and hey, Superman. To be right? fair, it's it was it was referenced. Alfred does say they need to call a friend of Metropolis, you know. So yeah. again, it's this whole thing in Rebirth. They're not afraid to show Batman knows his limits. Yeah, well, and I think that whole Batman's a complete badass is thrown out the window now. I don't know if the editing team changed or they're just letting the writers tell the stories they want without. You know, well, no, Batman has to be this, where they're just like, well, no, he can, he is a man. Yeah. He is the man in the Justice League. So, and, and I think that's working out to his advantage. So, yeah, I'd agree with that. All right, well, if uh, that last, like, 30 seconds wasn't enough praise uh, for Detective Comics, let's move on to Action Comics 962, written by Dan Jurgens, art by Steven Segovia. End of the arc. Yeah, Doom. Doom kind of glad has yeah has yeah. come to close. That's, that's six plus issues of, of Doomsday more than I need, but I'm not mad that I read. It's six issues of Doomsday yeah. that that was much better than you'd expected. Because when I remember when this was announced, we were like, oh Doomsday, 
Well, and it didn't help. The first, like, two to three issues were just one long action sequence with bips and bops in between of, of yeah. like, whoa, what's Clark Kent doing here? And, oh, no, it's going after John. But, you know... It wasn't until they them. moved out of Metropolis that it's kind of really yeah. come into its own. Exactly. So, but um, I think this is the most interesting Doomsday's been since his creation, and it's, I don't think that's a surprise with Jurgens. Yeah. He's the guy that created him. Uh, but I definitely think it's the smaller moments in this issue that drive it. Yeah, well, oh, absolutely. Um, for a start, Superman and Wonder Woman fist pump, or fist bump, I should say. Yeah. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> I'm not complaining. Why not? They're not. I'm just, yeah. you know, like, yeah. Superman and Wonder Woman fist bumped. I, I just didn't expect that. Down for it. I expect and, more and of a, a building. A building didn't fall, so it's yeah. it's a win. Well, one of Superman's first lines is, okay, part one of this plan is getting them out of the city. Right, that part's done. Time for part two. Well, there's that. There's that. And then in Detective Comics, too, they're talking about how they're going to wall off sections so there's the least amount of, of collateral damage possible. Mm. So definitely the writers are taking shots at the cinematic universe, which I'm fine with. Yeah. It's, it's, but yeah, it's, it's, easy, it's easy target, though, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah. well, of course. I mean, it's, it's a giant bullseye <laughs> on a barn. But, um, but yeah, uh, but so... Yeah, other 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 notable things in this one. There's some clear, nice little uh, foreshadowing things about Superman because John wants to take one of the spaceships around the moon, uh, which I smelled at because that was a nice little nod to the other yeah. book. Uh, especially since we know this one's set before it, of course. Yeah. Um, so the main gist of this one: uh, Superman's still fighting Doomsday. He's got a plan. He throws him to his secondary fortress, the one that he built. Um, yeah, this Superman. So we'll call him pre fifty two or original OG Superman. Yeah, his his fortress that had popped up in the Lois and Clark, where it's like in the side of a mountain. Yeah, and that's where he took in. Um, that's what's, what's Cyborg Superman's name? The crap Henshaw. Yeah, Henshaw. Yeah, where he taken Henshaw to recover and stuff, which that's great. Um, and then he, I like that Superman uses the defenses in this one to kind of try to keep doomsday at bay but he can't and yeah which is that, of course you know, Lois, which is yeah. of course why lois talks wonder woman into going back in to like and that that leads to my favorite moment of the issue it's where john asks wonder woman to go and help him yep and i think that's fantastic it's just it's just it's one of the, again it's the little moments in this that are the best yep. and and that's yep. the one for me and then so they do that and kind of come to find out that Superman is doing what he should do with Doomsday and it's throwing him into the Phantom Zone. With the, 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 Phantom the, the logical Death. choice. Yeah. Yeah, because it's a creature that loves to destroy, so take him to a place where he's intangible. It's, again, not difficult. So, yeah. and uh, I like that they, they're kind of uh, foreshadowing the Phantom Zone too, where John's like, oh, well, what is that? And... Superman's like, yeah, so let's, the less we talk about it, the better. It's a prison. I, and I do perfect. feel like we're being groomed for a, a John book where, he, yeah. like, on his own and he's dealing with some problems. May, maybe it's another Superman has to take a break or he has to go well, deal with something off planet. I don't know. Yeah, maybe one day, but I, I think obviously a big part of it will just be sitting on for Super Sons. I think what, what sticks out to me about that, though, is it's just a neat way of, like, John asking these questions. It's like for anyone who's just yep. started reading comics here. Or just started reading Superman here. Yep. Here's here's the explanations, and they don't feel forced because you've got a character here who doesn't know what the Phantom Zone is, who doesn't know what Doomsday is, or what happened yep. when 
it, Superman fought Doomsday. You know, it's all new to him. Mm-hmm. He everything's you know, fresh eyes through him. So yeah, it, uh no, it all works in that regard. Um, but of course, we got some more mysterious Mister Oz mumblings yeah. as it went on, and then the ending. Of course, the twist is that he intercepted the Doomsday transmission to the Phantom Zone, and he has Doomsday, and a big. Yeah. He he did also yeah. confirm that he this whole thing was him testing Superman. Mm. Yeah, which which we kind of put together as as the more we read, but I thought it was more interesting what Oz had said, Mister Oz, about that the Phantom Zone can hold such powerful beings, mm-hmm. and we don't know the limits. So there's some more hinting there about what this actual plan could be. Doctor Manhattan's going into the Phantom Zone, people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, never know. You never know, but but yeah. So basically, if if Superman can formulate this plan on his own and come out differently, which I think was the test, then then he is worthy of whatever. And but yeah, and also the Luther scene I thought was pretty great. I was just about to mention that I, I love yeah. Luther. We spoke about this, and I love the idea that he was there helping Metropolis. Yep. Yeah. Because he um, should. I, before we move on, I want to stick with the whole. Mr. Oz stuff for a second. Okay. Uh, I wouldn't it be interesting if if this was indeed him testing Superman that uh-huh. he was possibly ready for the fight against Doctor Manhattan, right? If this mm-hmm. if this was he's if this is what he's doing, if this is what he's trying to achieve here, wouldn't it be interesting if the next like arc and say Detective was then him testing Batman or the next arc of Flash was him testing Flash. Like, he goes around testing all of the... Like, maybe not as in your face as this one was because it would feel too similar. See, I, I don't know because there's something weird with the Superman and Lois, remember? That's well, the I don't whole... Well, I don't think it's something weird about them. I just think it's... He's, they're not what they said it was. If, if my theory about them secretly just being from this universe, but time got oh. fucked up, so the old one, the newer versions died. So yeah, I just, yeah, I just think there's a reason why he's testing why Superman them and not the least. Yeah, I think yeah. it's something to be because otherwise, I think we'd just get this this him testing them in Justice League rather than in all the individual books. So I think it's something to do with Superman in I mean, particular. It, it would be cool because I would love to see the Justice League versus Doctor Manhattan because that does seem like. That is a being that can blink you from existence, right? That's what we we've seen in Watchmen. Like like Manhattan and the comedian ended the Vietnam War. Just those two, basically. Yeah. Um, so when you have that versus the Justice League, like what, what exactly is that going to do? Yeah, so, what what do they do against Manhattan? I, I, right. have no, I have no doubt that the the actual fight when it comes will be everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, well, it's gonna have to be. I mean, just the whole point of if if Watchmen represents the cynical nature and what of, of the '80s and all the stuff that Alan Moore wanted it to, and Rebirth's a, uh, I don't want to use Rebirth, but it focused more on the, the the legacy and the hope of superheroes versus the cynical nature of it. Then I would feel like all of them would stand together. Instead yeah, it's of very much one of those traditional of- like. Hope is one of those things where it's it's everyone comes together, isn't it? It's that's very yeah. much one of those tenants. I'm going to make a, so, uh, I'm going to make a plot yeah. prediction actually for when this fight happens. Mm-hmm. At some point, the Flash is going to escape certain death from Manhattan by going into the Speed Force because Manhattan can't manipulate can't that there. or get there or yeah. whatever. Well, 
And that is interesting, too, because in Flash, we've been looking at the the dynamics of the Speed Force. I mean, that's what this whole first arc's been about. And with the gods uh, pulling away from Diana in hmm. Wonder Woman, like, there's there's something afoot with each of them. Maybe that's the whole thing in Flash, that the Speed yeah. Force knows what's going on. It's gone, yeah. you, need, you need more help. Yeah. Hmm. It's throwing, it's spitting out speedsters for them. <laughs> yeah, so... Each of them, so I can see Pete's plan of if he is, you know, and, and not necessarily testing. Yeah, maybe he's not but... testing all, but I feel like, like, he, maybe he's testing Superman specifically because Superman will either be the leader or the main muscle going against Manhattan. Well, he's, yeah, he's the, the, the most logical, Yeah, you know. But I can see all of these, like, I can see the speed force, just like the Phantom Zone might play into, in a yeah. way, defeating Manhattan. I can see... Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not sure specifically with Green Lantern, but I'm sure something to do with the Spectrum of Light will come into play. Like, yeah. you know, maybe Manhattan can't affect the... Willpower. Uh, well, maybe willpower, but maybe, like, maybe this whole, this ring we're going to get to in the next arc of Green Lanterns, the, you know, the... I can Phantom. see them bringing back in the White Light as well. Yeah, the White yeah. Light, yeah. Kyle. There's a yeah. Kyle story in that, too, mm. which is, we pointed out, was kind of odd. That's, that's true. So, but no, I definitely, where this is setting up with with uh, Mr. Oz, you know, intercepting Doomsday, and who, who knows why he's going to do that. I mean, he seems to control him, right? He's got him locked in. Maybe so. during whatever event we get next year, where well, the League are trying to stop Manhattan, Oz will show up, open yeah. a portal, Doomsday will come out, and he'll be like, oh, by the way, I reprogrammed him to go after Manhattan to distract him for yeah. like, you know, yeah. 10 minutes while the League have to... I don't know, do yeah. something else. <laughs> I just, I'm just thinking too, if it is Ozymandias, and we're all familiar with Watchmen, he is fine with casualties mm. for the greater good. He's the ends justifies the means. So, yeah, I mean, Doomsday in his hands seems like more effective than a gigantic purple squid yeah. in space. But, that's a good point. Uh, but unlike Rorschach, Batman will take Ozymandias out after the fact. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's he's not gonna be like in me because I don't want to live in this world. I was like, no, nah, man, you nuts, you're going to Arkham yeah. <laughs> on a steady on a steady drip of whatever to keep your brain from working. Yeah, you you and Calendar Man are sharing a cell, yeah, yeah, <laughs> rent villain. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, well, obviously, action got is theorizing and speculating a lot more than anything yeah. else. Uh, but I thought I thought the first arc was a solid like actiony. It was really pretty action sort of fight scene for a lot of it i think it it could suffer a little in trade due to so many artists as it considering like the the whole first half this is one flowing action sequence Mm. might suffer a little bit reading it as one thing it does help that none of the art was bad though no that is true it was all good yeah so but yeah definitely i mean we talked that that detective is so much better than the rest of the bat books and i feel superman's the same way so this is the lesser, and not that it's lesser because it's bad, it's just it doesn't, it's only a different story. Yeah, it's the same with, with the Batman stuff. None of them are bad, but Detective yeah. is just better. It's the same yeah. with Superman. So, it's, it's better. Yeah. You know, I've I, I read, in the, I was going to say, the last six years I've read far worse Superman stories. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I will take this. Last yeah. six, it's probably closer to 10 now at this point, really. I mean, it's not well, like Superman was, was just, that good before New 52 kicked in. No, but I was just... That was the yeah. last time. It was six years ago. It was the last 
time that I'd read a great Superman yeah. story. So, because you know. I like before New Fifty Two, you had the Groundy Dark was the was the last thing. Well, that was rough. So uh, pleasant, pleasant or not so pleasant memories of that, as the case may be. Yeah. Um, so that's Action Comics. That'll take us on to Wonder Woman issue five. Greg Rucker writing, Liam Sharp is back on the art, which means it's a pleasant, a present day, not a pleasant. It's a pleasant day. Well, for us to read it, yes. not not for the characters. Speaking of uh, Liam Sharp, he just got an exclusive contract with DC, did he not? He did. He did get an exclusive contract with DC. Yeah, well deserved, hmm. and a and a and a great steal for DC. For after, if Wonder Woman does end or like, and he moves on, it's a, it's great to know we'll have him sticking around. Yeah, I can see him drawing Batman. Not long after, whenever he's done with Wonder he, Woman. Drawing mm. anything, I don't care. That's I, I, I hope they keep. So I, I hope they keep this colorist with him. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. Oh, that's that first page with the the tree and the cat and the tree and the the the, the car and the the headlights. Oh, the like little church spire. Oh, it's gorgeous, isn't it? Yeah, it's beautiful stuff. Yeah. Beautiful stuff. So the gist of this issue is that Steve Trevor and his men have been captured by oh, what's his name? Uh, Where's Kataga? No, no, not him. Uh, oh, the human. The other guy. Yeah. yeah. It's Ulaga or something like that. Kulaga. Yeah. The names are not easy to remember, I, are they? No. I don't have. Oh, I just remember Urs Kataga because I knew Pete was going to mess it up like last time. So I <laughs> Urs Kataga. Urs Kataga. Urs Kataga. Yeah. Fuck yes, you, Urs Kataga. You should have heard me at work yesterday reading it, just yelling <laughs> that out. They thought I was having a stroke. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so the priest to Urs Kataga, which I don't have the issue in front of me to yeah. look at. But, but yeah, but he's 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 got the men yeah. and. He basically decides, after interrogating Steve for a little bit about Wonder Woman and trying to figure out yep. who he is and if he's special or whatever, that his men are going to be sacrificed and that Steve will act as a vessel for his transformation or his whatever, um, you know, uh, satanic ritual mumbo-jumbo, Urskataga yep. being the uh, the god of choice here. Um, meanwhile, Wonder Woman and uh, Cheetah are, are still in the run from those monsters, but they get past them yep. and... They, they come to the same place because the, the issue essentially ends with Wonder Woman coming in and seeing the men in the cage and realising that Steve mm-hmm. must be around while the whole ritual's going on and the guy's like painting the the blue lines on the on Steve's chest. Yeah. yeah. I love when she shows up and she's familiar with his crew. Yeah. Where they're so happy to see her and she's genuinely happy to see them too. It's the best oh. moment of the issue. And I, do I think it's yeah. the great part about this is that this will probably all be built quite nicely in the year one arc as as she maybe meets some of them i'd I'd expect her to towards the end of that arc yeah yeah Yeah. well i mean there's that whole picture of her um of her mugshot where she's smiling that steve carries that Mm. we're we're bound to see how she ended up in that yeah so i also like the stuff with cheetah in her whole being defined by this god because she you know this was like a punishment in Diana's taking it. It's like, well, no, don't forget who you were. And brings up Barbara and Minerva and how they were friends before she became Cheetah. And I just like the fact that we're getting a Wonder Woman that for years we had just focused on her as a warrior. And here we're getting her as the diplomat again, which is no surprise out of Rucka. Yeah, that was not even just the diplomat. Did. Just like going back to that scene where she shows up and the men are all happy yeah. to see her, just to see her. Yeah. And so as, a just like, as a friend. Yeah, as someone yeah. who they're happy to well, see. Well, and that's... Yeah, and well, that's what I mean by diplomat is that she's not running in sword and shield first, like we've seen in the last couple of years. Mm. Is she's willing to talk and bring out these emotions 
and you know be like a like just a shoulder yeah. you know of stability for these people also it's worth uh pointing as well because when she's talking to cheetah she mentions she, she or i think it's cheetah may actually be the one that says it because she's sort of she's yeah. sort of recapping the history of wonder woman and themiscara and she says okay yeah. when an amazon leaves themiscara they're not meant to get back unless the gods will yeah. it and you've yeah. went back many times so i'm just wondering if by the end of year one and the other sort of story if we get maybe yeah. the first instance where she realizes oh wait i can go back I'm not meant to yeah. be able to, but I still can. Right. Yeah. Well, because remember in the in the year one arc, the gods are acting up, and that's what mm. kind of facilitates. That's how Steve kind of gets there. Is there's like a void, and her getting bit by that snake at that Tim Burton looking tree, you know. So I know uh, what you meant. Yes, no. I know what you meant yeah. by that phrase, Matt. But I'm just going to pretend that yeah. there's a tree that looked the face of Tim Burton. Well, <laughs> either way, it still had the crazy Tim. That, that here, might so. be more terrifying. Yes. Mm. So, but yeah, so it's interesting to see there that he's weaving the story. And, like, I get if Rucka is kind of over DC again because he doesn't seem to play well with with their editorial team. Like, I'm sure him and Jeff are good friends and him and some of the other guys, but... You know what? I'm not he, sure it's entirely that. Because he doesn't really yeah. do much for Marvel anyway. I think he just likes no. doing his own thing. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say. He's so used to just doing it, like, with... Lazarus and um, what's the other one? The Black other detective book. Well, not just Black Magic, Stumptown that he has. Yeah. Like he, he just kind of does them when he wants, and that's when they come out. And then they announced he has this other one coming up soon. Yeah. I think is that an Image book? Yeah, it is. Image so, book. Yeah. Yeah. So I just think he likes like Brubaker. He's the same way. He's just kind of over the entire, you know, big two system. Fraction did the same thing, didn't they? Yep. Yeah. So, but you know, if if he does leave, we'll have two so far great stories. That and he's laying a foundation for a new version of Wonder Woman. And so, hey, I mean, we know that Scott Snyder and Capullo are maybe getting another big DC book next year. Maybe, maybe they're going to Wonder Woman. Just a thought. Oh, that'd be great. I'd be down for that. Just yeah. a, I don't know. Just a thought. I mean, obviously it's going to be something big with those two. So just you know. Yeah. That would make sense. Uh, the other stuff that happens in this book is um, uh, Etta goes to see Candy. Candy, yeah, there you go. And yeah. Candy's revealed to be working for someone um, evil. There's evilness afoot because this weird robot thing uh, shows up. <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily say evil. I would say it's it's a well, wild card it does, whoever's talking through that robot does say oh steve's about to hand the amazon right in our hands yeah sounds yeah, evil yeah, to yeah. me there's, there's evil afoot yeah yeah definitely i i yeah. think it's a swerve i think it's a swerve okay it, it feels too obvious doesn't it yeah. but do we have any idea do we have any idea who's some... talking to her though do we, no. do we know who this is nah, no so they said something about the doctor now hmm. from a, a somewhat knowledge of of wonder woman her one of her main villains was dr psycho so i hmm. think i would find it weird for him to address doctor you know rucka to write that in and have it not be him but again it could be a swerve and sometimes a swerve is there's could, no swerve hey could be hugo strange for all we know <laughs> well, so yeah, yeah it's just a doctor it probably it could be another amazonian that left the island and you know dr manhattan <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm not being serious. 
<laughs> was blue light coming from that robot? <laughs> <Mom's trip>. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, so, one of the things that stuck out to me a little bit earlier. You know when that, that priest with Steve and... Um, mm. There's, there's that lovely panel layout of like the the green husk thing. Yeah. Does that not remind you of like the swamp body thing? of an older swamp thing? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what I was thinking. Like one of the other like I don't know if it is meant to be or not, but one of the just, previous swamp things. It reminded me a lot of the uh, the way the panels were broken up in Scott Snyder's swamp thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Paquette did that, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. But, uh, that's what it reminded me of. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's an old agent of the green. Um, yeah, I'd be down to see the green tied into a bit because this is all this foresty jungles just kind of popped up, hasn't it? And it, yeah, and Erskatog is a, a god. We don't know a god of what exactly, just power and yeah. You know, it'd be so. intriguing if, if the green did pop up in this. Mm. Yeah, that'd be cool. Mm. Yeah. All right, Wonder Woman issue five, uh, solid still, of course. Uh, that'll yeah. take us on to the Flash issue five. Joshua Williamson um, writing and Philippe. Watanabe on art. And I feel like I only know how to pronounce that name because of Ken Watanabe. Ken Watanabe. Let them fight. <laughs> yeah, that guy. Uh, it's the only reason anyone knows that name. Uh, also True. the fake Razal Ghul. Him. Yeah. yeah. And, and the main guy running Inception. There you go. Yeah, that's that's him. Um, <laughs> and I was all like, I bought the airline, bitches. Yeah, I, I, I love that meme. That's just a great meme. Yeah. Great thing about that movie. But anyway, so The Flash issue five uh, focuses actually on Mina, who is the new character who we've been introduced to in this arc, who has speed powers. She is now calling herself Fast Track. It's a good name. It's always a bad sign. It's not bad. Anytime you have yourself a superhero <laughs> name, bad news is a fight. Well... It's funny, I had a feeling that by the end of this issue she might be in danger because they were doing a good job of making me like her. Um, I mean, I, I already liked her, don't get me wrong. but uh, They went they, out of their way this time, yeah, didn't they? They were devoting their time. We got a little bit of Barry at the start, but the, the whole idea was is that he had this day off from like training the yep. speedsters. He was dealing with cop work and visiting Iris um, yep. and all Isn't that kind of stuff. Is it called Flash's day off or is it Barry, Barry's day off? Flash's day off. Because he is doing Barry stuff. Yeah. 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 So we we focus on Mina and also New Wally. New Wally comes to the uh, Star Labs to. He's sort of hesitant. He doesn't want to go in. He doesn't want Iris to find out he's got speed powers. And Mina sort of like, okay, I'm going to just let's go and train then. We'll go train in private away from everyone else. And they end up um, saving a couple of window cleaners lives who fall off they both run up the building yeah. and they bond a little bit and there's some good uh, interaction between them Wally can make lightning and Mina can't do that yet but Mina can send speedsters yeah. you know so the, the, it's developing some, yeah trade off within the speed force yeah what their their power sets are and uh, that, that was quite a good chunk of the issue and I really liked that because it was the first solid amount of time I've had with new Wally where I felt like yeah. I've really had a chance to kind of get to know him and kind of care about him and yep. that, that was a middle chunk of the issue, and then she gets back to Star Labs, and, oh wait, that guy we caught last week, apparently he wasn't Godspeed, because there's Godspeed, and he's killing everyone. <laughs> and, uh, oh, what was the girl's name that runs off? Avery. Avery, thank you. Uh, she runs off to get Barry, Barry speeds in at the end, and Godspeed has made off with Mina, and that's the, the big cliffhanger. And, and, the, and here's the thing, I, I'm for certain she's okay. Okay. Because... Um, she can find speedsters. Right. He right? needs her. What is and what does he need? Ah, speedsters. True, true, yeah. true. 
So it's going to be a swerve. And uh, At least this is what Matt was telling himself as he was crying into his pillow last night. He was just crying to sleep. <laughs> yeah. He's like, she's hey, okay. Yeah, she's I'm, okay. She needs him. Needs well, that's, what, that's what I was like at the end of, of Detective. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, well, I'm not that connected to Fast Track yet. But plus I know that Barry and Iris, in order to have Bart down the line, they end up together. So whatever, whatever yeah. break they I, need to take, that's I feel fine. Like Mina has to break up with them at some point obviously um of course if they'll break so, up then I think, die yeah yeah you get the spider-man treatment you know yeah. what i mean like yeah. yeah but but no um it's just it's a it's a well-told story like williamson does this like they start to come together i i just know people that have been complaining about it like it feels off as a longtime flash fan i don't see that do you know it's you funny know? you bring this up because I've seen complaints on the interwebs that after, mm-hmm. and specifically after this issue, that it's moving yeah. too slow, and I'm like, what? We've had the introduction of two new major characters, yeah. at least a two or three supporting characters with defined well, personalities. I, what I think it is is I think some people because they're not moving quickly with Godspeed as, like, developing what's going on with him, they see that as the plot moving slowly. But I'm like, there's so much character stuff happening in this issue. We learn so much about Mina and Wally and their relationship. And The thing is, that's not the only plot. The plot of all these speedsters, where have they come from? That's moving forward. Why are they here? That's moving forward. What are they going to do? That's moving forward. I really like it. I, I thought this might have been the best issue yet as well. With the exception of maybe the fact that we don't have... Uh, Carmine Diagiomenico on the art still. Yeah, but oh, I was that... I was a bit shaky on it at first, but it's really grown on me the last three yeah. issues or so, and that, I'm really into it now. I said though, I thought the art in this issue was better than the last yep. filling that we had last week. Me too. Or last yeah, issue. Yeah. yeah. Um. So that was that was good. I, I felt like the style was more consistent with the previous one. Certainly, the colorists are doing it. I, I, mean, I don't even know. I didn't even check to see if it was different colorists, but the colorist uh, seems consistent across the, the series, at least. Mm-hmm. So everything's popping the same way. Yeah. Also, I was just looking at the colorist and it, like trying to find that. It is Barry Allen's day off the title of the issue, not Flash. Yeah. Day. Okay. Okay. So I thought, but yeah. either way, yeah, he's he's not very uh, prevalent in it, and it really is Mina and Wally. Well, Kid Flash, Wally, not Titans, Wally. Yeah. yeah, you know how uh, last issue we were talking about, about August and pot- yeah. his potential stuff with Godspeed. Mm. Yeah. Anyone else think he was a bit of a smarmy prick in this? Where he, you know, in the police stuff, where he was like, "I'm not going to let it get in the way of my job. We've got, we've got cases to do." Yeah. And Barry's always behind. It's like it feels like he's yeah. trying to show him up a bit. Mm. Yep. I, I, any time Flash is involved, time travels in play somehow. Like especially Barry Allen. So. I'm. I'm not. He's saying, suspect number you know, one, right? That's all I'm saying. He is very much yeah. suspect number one because it's definitely not. From what we've seen out of Mina, I, you can kind of rule her out just because, you know. Especially since the first time God, to play. The first time Godspeed showed up, and yep. we didn't. We weren't there to see it. We came in the aftermath, and like August was lying there away from it. It's like, well, yep. that's easy enough for him to fake. Like, yeah, yep. and also. Godspeed knew where the Speed Force facility was, the training facility. Yep. Mm. Yep. So I'm inclined to think it's almost certainly one of them speedsters now. Like even if we weren't before, the fact that he knew to go there yep. tells me it was one of them. Yep. 
So that's where um, we are with the Flash. I thought it was a great issue. Uh, yep. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Consistently good. So I'm not not too worried. Definitely a much better read than Venditti, and that's not shots at Venditti. I just. It's. I don't be like, oh, what's going on? I'm eager uh, to. That read is a shot of Vendee. That is a shot of Vendee, but nothing against the man person. That wasn't a shot of Vendee. But let me pull out my minigun and take a few more. <laughs> I'm <Right>. just saying. <laughs> Let's uh, move on to Batgirl issue two, uh, written by Hope Larson and art by Raphael Albuquerque. Um, so we moved to Singapore, and my yep. first main thought in this issue is. Get this douchebag away from Barbara. This man is not Dick. Get him away. <laughs> uh, Matt's all troning as well at this point in time. Um, this man's not Dick. What? Get, get your lips off, Barbara. What, what are you doing? Yeah. This man is a Dick. Is a Dick? Yeah. Sure, but not the Dick. Yeah, I'm. I'm not digging on Kai. He's too shifty. Mm. Like, who can just make a phone call and be like, "Yo, we're staying at a better place." Yeah. Then why are you on the run, bro? Like, oh, so it feels a bit off because this is before the Nightwing arc, right? No, that's part or of the after the Nightwing. Because she said she was in Japan when she came to see him, so that. that... Right. So. Because it seems weird that she's coming back to Dick in between this, like, like we saw in Nightwing. No, no. I think I think her storming off in Nightwing issue three is before this. Right. Okay. I think that's before she meet before she even meets Kai for the first time in issue one of Batgirl. She's yeah. already stormed off away from Dick. Okay. Mm-hmm. So okay. that, that's where I sync things up there. Um, I, no, I really like the issue. Um, art's still great, obviously. It's still got that fun poppiness to it. Um, yep. the, the the sort of the reveal at the end that the the girl she's fighting in the uh, the tournament or the it's the scheduled fight well. is the uh, the evil school girl that she was fighting in Japan uh, was a nice touch because I, her being a bit of a doofus and getting punched and then looking like all confused that she got punched is actually kind of yeah. fun and adorable and yeah you know yeah and it's not often that I'll say a, a, a woman getting punched is adorable but in comic book form with her like squished well, face it, it kind yeah, of is and, and it's and it's not a life or death situation oh no it's, just a, it's a match, it's a sparring it's a, session yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's fine in a fight isn't it yeah yeah but it's, just, it's, it's a and, goofy face after she gets punched she's like mm. Like, you know. Yeah, and and I like this uh, the the teacher character that's mm-hmm. talking about how you know it's hard to find women to fight in Singapore because of you know the social structure there, and you know so they have a hard time getting them there, and that's why she's back. So I, I she's a great addition. I hope she's around for a little bit longer. You know. Yeah, it depends how long we stay in this city, doesn't it? Well, I think well, since this this person she's fighting has turned out to be this schoolgirl character, yep. she's probably going to be inclined to stick around and investigate here, rather yep. than move on mm. super quick. Yeah. Um, but no, Kai, Kai has uh, gone at the end of the first arc, either by death or because he's such a douchebag, she tells him to fuck off. Like, written all over him. I still think I, he's yeah. involved in something evil or shady. Oh yeah, yeah, shady as hell. There's something going on. Yeah. But I think so, he ends up in, in prison. I, I think he's gonna. I mean, the schoolgirl was after him for a reason, hmm. and I, I feel like that's he. He's using Barbara. I've seen enough '80s movies with travel problems like this. He's using Barbara as cover to to travel around. Hmm. You know, Probably. take the heat off of him. So, I feel inclined to wonder: Does he actually know about Barbara, and she's at, and he's also using her as protection? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. 
I mean, I don't, I don't know, but perhaps. Yeah, well, share because she lies to him and says that she she was, what did she say she was doing? Going to the library. Yeah. And so she comes back battered, and she's like, yep, yeah, it's a pretty heavy library. You know? <laughs> mm. so, I hope she kicks but, him in the nuts when she realizes what he's up to. <laughs> she don't take shit from no one. You see how she treats Dick when, when he fucks up. Yeah. And, and she loves Dick, so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we all love Dick. Yeah. Especially so, Peter. Yeah. <laughs> you love Dick too, man. Don't sell yourself short. <laughs> Not as much as you do, my friend. <laughs> this guy's an old school Dick lover. Never uh, <laughs> oh, getting oh, old. I feel <laughs> like just a. Uh, it's it's kind of a trend in these rebirth books, but uh, another shout out to the colorist. I love all these these oranges and yellows, and they're just oh, really popping I, out. I think what's really standing out about the art and the colorists and rebirth is that they're letting them do lots of different things that are suitable for their books. Like look at Detective, everything's really moody and shadowy, and it's great, but it fits what's going on. And then you come over to background, everything's poppy and vibrant, and you know it's got yeah. a color scheme. Everything's it's, yellows, it's and oranges, oranges, yellows, yeah. and purples. I don't think a lot of it takes place at night in Batgirl. No. Almost so, none of it. Yeah. Because yeah. the whole thing in the first issue was the fight was in the middle of the day. Yeah. Yeah. It almost makes me look forward to getting back to Gotham in Arc 2 so that we can get some Batgirl at night action, but, you know. Yeah, yeah, it'll, it'll be really nice to see the colour palette shift as well to reflect that. However, not the uh, tape that was in the Killing Joke animated movie. Not that tape of Batgirl at night action. Um, no. No, not Stay away. Just to be clear. Stay away. Ah, uh, dear. Um, but uh, I really liked that girl issue too. It was... Yep, me too. Fun. Great issue. Voice was down. Excellent. Uh, next up, Titans issue two. Dan Abnett writing and Brett Booth on art has been typical. And so Abracadabra, who came back to life or sort of remembered who he was and morphed back into him yeah. Yeah, yeah. at the end of the last issue, is downtown... Is it Central City or Keystone City? I can't remember which city it is. I think he's in Keystone. Because right. they're making that... Because Wally and or Wally, Barry and Iris are in Central, and they're showing that Linda in this Wally. Yeah, it's Keystone. You're right. Yeah, it's definitely Keystone. I just can't remember off the top of my head. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he he's in Keystone, and he's like using his magic to make duplicates of all the Teen Titans of what they were like in the past. So you've got because down- why reasons? Do you need a reason? Would have been nice. It's uh, reason of. Like, I took it as he feuded with them, so he was using their image to attack people. I get him using with with Wally because he has he has a past with Wally West, right? Mm-hmm. But the rest of them, it just it felt weird. I know I have faith in Adam as a writer that it's going to reveal it because Titans Hunt took a little bit to get into too, just because he's thrown so much at you in the beginning, so it pays off in the end. But I was just like, I had to go back and reread the first couple pages. Honestly, uh, I think for me, it was never really an issue because much like Titan Sun, the actual stuff that's just there for the action is just kind of there for the action because they need yeah. something to fight. For me, it was Linda, like, wait, that's that, that's that guy that popped out of the Speed Force and like all that stuff, you know? And that's what I liked, too. Yeah. I liked when it focused on her in the beginning and when she's like Linda Park reporter, you know? Yeah. And, you yeah, know Linda Park, Super News. Yeah, yeah super news. That's what it was. <laughs> and yeah. so, uh, but I like how this is basically the Wally book. So I'll I'll take that. Yeah, it, it can absolutely stay the Wally book if it wants to. Yeah, I'm okay. Because yep. I, I think book. it'll shift after the first arc. 
Probably, I but I don't need it to. It could stay in the Wally book and I'd be fine with it. Yeah, but... I mean, he could be the central character because he brought them all back. Yeah, but know? I can see them doing arcs focusing on the other one. The other ones without yeah. books, mainly. Yeah. Not, not Dick quite as much. I can see him kind of getting the shaft he a little bit. Well, <laughs> Dick, Dick. <laughs> well, Thanks, Matt. Yeah, he has his own double shipping book, so Dick doesn't need the, the time. He can just be the leader yeah. here. He can, he can play the Cyclops role. Yeah. Yeah. But cooler because he's dick. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Anyways, yeah. So, uh, so the issue ends. W- w- Wally tries to grab uh, uh, Garth out the way, uh, or Tempest, if you prefer, to use his his hero name. Um, yeah. But he gets like shocked with a uh, cadaver's magic. Magic. His, yeah. his wand. Wand stuff. His wand stuff. Yeah. yeah. His magic. Yeah. Uh, that was basically it. It was mostly a fighting issue. There was a lot of cool stuff, though, as they were fighting the younger mm. versions of themselves. Um, I guess a bit of self-analysis going on is like they were like wisecracking to the younger side. I liked, I liked Arsenal and Donna Troy. And oh, yeah, he's like, yeah. I love you. And it yeah. shocks the younger Donna. But but he's got <laughs> the uh, the lasso around him. Uh-huh. So it's like... Uh, and she's like, you what? <laughs> like You can't tell a lie. He's like, I'm not lying, sweetheart. Like this is the arsenal that I like, you know, the quick. Although I think it was the it was the older Donna who reacted to it though. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah cause she obviously assumes that the feelings are still there. Mm. Right. That was that was a good moment actually. I really like that. That was. That was, uh, that was some fun moments, but like I say, I, I'm with Matt. Like, why was this happening? Yeah. Like, I mean, what, he what just remembered who he was, and now he's like, oh, I'm gonna attack Keystone City with copies of the Titans. Because I know magic. It I does feel like we missed something a little bit. Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll get more on that. And if we don't, I'm not it's... too too fussed because yeah. I feel like he, he's not like this major villain. He, you know, he's he's here for this first arc to cause chaos. Um, it's, it's not a deal breaker, but it would have been nice. I think. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm enjoying Titans. It's it's definitely not at the top of my uh, like rankings ever, but yeah. I'm enjoying this way more than Aquaman, which is Adam Net's other book. <laughs> yeah, I still got to read that. It's <laughs> been a week. Uh, uh, Alright, to be fair, you know, I took the week off, not last week, but the week, the, two weeks, three weeks ago now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When the issue before of Aquaman was off, was out, mm-hmm. and uh, I read them both like 15 minutes before we recorded last nice. week. So. Yeah. Are we uh, even sure that Matt read Titans last week? I'm not. <laughs> yes, I did. How I mean, would I know? Cause he said, How would I know about Donna Troy and Arsenal? Because he said Linda Park uh, news, you know, channel yeah. news, not super yeah. news. So it, details are awry here. Something's not adding up now. Um, but uh, uh, that, that was Titans. There wasn't a whole lot of stuff in it. It was just the, the fun banter, the I love you moment, and then mainly the highlight was the Linda Park stuff. I thought it's fun, but um, it, it's weird because it's only a monthly book. It feels like we're not getting any development compared it, to all these doubles. Yeah, this one feels like it should be double shipping mm. more than any of the others. I would rather, yeah, make this double shipping and switch Aquaman to single. Yeah, do that. Yeah, I'd be down for that. Yeah, I'd be game for that. Um, but no, that's that's Titans. Uh, so next up, we are on a Connor's Corner for the week. Oh shit! Already? Yeah, yeah. Connor's oh, Corner. Right. And first up, this one wasn't meant to be Connor's Corner, but yeah. Matt just didn't get around to it. <laughs> so, okay. Deathstroke yeah. issue one, Christopher Priest and Carlo Pugliam. 
Sure. Yeah, I'll go with that. I, th- I think I went with Pagulayam last time. Pagulayam. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I can accept that. Um, yeah, Deathstroke issue one. Uh, I was going to read it. I said last time that I would read issue one and give it a try. Uh, and then you just pussied out. Well, no, I got about three pages in. And I was like, I really don't want to read this. Because I, I, I left this till last, of course, after the other books. And I, I didn't really want to read this. And I, put, I, I just I was like, no, I'll, I'll do it later. I'll do it sometime before we record. And then every time I thought about doing it, I'm like, oh, I really don't want to. So uh, I didn't do it. So Deathstroke's just not for me. No, no, no not going to talk about quality or anything. It's just not for me. But there you go, Connor. You, it's uh, a shame because it's, it's a good book. It follows yeah. on with... It has the the time jumping around stuff. You know, that we saw in the last issue, but it doesn't explicitly say mm. that it's jumping around in time. It's just you get those, the the black title panels that kind of intersperse it, and you just figure out that shit's moving. And uh, it, it continues that. I imagine that's just going to be a stylistic format for the whole book now. Mm. At least the first Which, uh, cool. arc, I'd imagine. Well, yeah, for the, for the time being. Yeah. I mean, at first I thought maybe it was just the rebirth, but now we got it in the issue one as well. I assume it's just a, that's its style for now. Is, is this one where the rebirth issue was essentially issue one? Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's more from what, I mean, I only read a page, so <laughs> I can just say from where it picks off, the, the zero issue, see, or the zero, the rebirth felt like a prologue. To where they're just gonna tell you this is what you kind of need to know, um, and then you can go I feel from like there. you could have could have skipped it and you'd still yeah. get most of it, but it does set up a lot in that rebirth issue at the same time, because this is basically what happened with Wintergreen. It's pretty much mm-hmm. what this issue is, because obviously we see him at the end of the last one, yeah. and the whole point is they were like faking his death and stuff like that, and to get someone off his back and and uh, they had a code word but and when he was saying it Deathstroke didn't come for him and we're not entirely sure what happened there like why but he was he's been waiting locked up in this cave place for mm. I think it's like a year and um, this whole issue is like them like he's rescuing him and they're going out and they're escaping and he doesn't really react like you'd expect. He's kind of very nonchalant about the whole thing. And you get to the end of the issue, and it's because he'd assumed the whole thing had been another hallucination. Because he says he's been hallucinating Slade coming and rescuing him like 150 times. Oh, and no. he just thought this was it again. So Slade just, just punches him in the face, and he's like, oh, shit, this is real. And then just starts going off at him, like, why the fuck took you so long? Yeah. It's very good. Definitely looking forward to reading this. Yeah, we so. we got some more stuff uh, with Slade's family life, less to do with the kids, but a bit more with his wife, mm-hmm. and like what the, the the home situation was like before he left. And again, it's it's kind of like you know how at the start of the rebirth issue we saw him, the kid like you're you're only ever around, and then you fuck mom and leave. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much what we see here. Gotcha. And it, like literally to the point where where they fuck, and then she goes, "I want a divorce," and he goes, "No, no." Oh. <laughs> like oh. just really casually from both of them. Yeah. Well, from from also I they looked ahead a page. There was a page of um, of like the what who Slade is and how he um, 
Like, he, he enlisted and was, like, this badass soldier and then tried to come home. And then it was, like, um, the Hurt Locker. And, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then he went back. It, it goes through war hero, husband, father, restless warrior, prisoner of war, and then world's deadliest assassin. But yeah. it leaves world's deadliest assassin, like all the rest of them, on a dot, dot, dot question mark, implying yeah. that there's something next still because all the others were, dot, dot, like, he was a decorated war hero, dot, 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 question mark, then into the next thing. And World's Deadliest Assassin ends on that as well. So it's like, hmm, what are we going to see next? But yeah, no, it's good. If you like the rebirth, you'll probably enjoy this. Can't see why not. It's very similar. No. I'm not dead. Of course you don't, because you're a dick. And not the good kind. Nothing to add makes me a dick. All right. Well, no, no. What makes you a dick is deciding not to read this <laughs> when it's a good quality issue. Not only is he a dick, but he loves dick. Uh. That's like a dick squared. Oh, dear. All right. Uh, next up which, in which Connor's... One next? next up in Connor's Corner is the Hellblazer issue one. Simon Oliver writing and Moritat on art. Yeah, this is awesome. Just... <laughs> You two are both just cunts. No, Matt, come uh, on. Let's, what's up? Let's be adults about this here. Let's not make fart noises. Um, Look, I, I don't know how much you guys actually disliked. I can't remember now Like, if you thought least... it was bad or if you just didn't like help Constantine don't, that much. I don't care about Constantine, so... Right. Well, this is basically a, a team-up between Constantine and Swamp Thing, and that's pretty much going to be the arc going forward. Wow. And I'm down for that. Because, like, Swamp Thing just pops up. He's like, yeah, I need a favor. You owe me. So, come on. And it's basically uh, Abby is missing from the rock. Oh, uh, yeah, he wants Constantine to, to find her. But there's some good banter between them. Right. Because uh, he goes, uh, oh, she's just not in the rock. And Constantine's like, yeah, nothing like a bit of stalking. And Swamp Thing's <laughs> like, I wasn't stalking. I was concerned. And uh, Constantine goes, try telling that to the judge. Yeah. And there's a lot of fun about that. Um, the opening is very interesting. It opens uh, with the assassination of Archduke Franz Ferdinand. Okay. World War One. Yeah. And it sets up that there's these two guys trying to kill him and, and one, or one trying to kill him and two trying to pull him away. And, you know, like that. it sets up this, that there was something going on with it. And then the end well, of yeah. the is these guys are still alive. And they're, they're looking older, but not ancient old. Not that much. Yeah. That's interesting. And it's, it's, I'm intrigued as to how they're going to tie this in with, with World War One. I'll be honest. Yeah, I'm, I'm more interested in how they're doing that. So not, not enough to read the book, but I will be tuned into Connor's Corner, Hellblazer. <laughs> because, uh, just a quick thing on World War One. So, uh, the guy that shot uh, Franz Ferdinand, like it was the most like lucky thing ever. Like he, they had tried and they couldn't get it right into position, so he went to go have a sandwich and just kept his gun on him. And as he came out of the sandwich shop, there was Archduke Franz Ferdinand walking by him, and boom, he got him. So I'm interested to see if they play with the actual history of you know, like they did some magic stuff. To, to play with that or not. So, hmm. 
Yeah. No, it's 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 interesting. I really like the art. I don't know if you enjoy it. It's the same guy, but yeah, it looks was great. fine last time. Yeah. I really like his swamp thing and the way yeah. he forms out of plant because you have bits where he just kind of comes up as a stalk for his body and then just a head on yeah. the top of the stalk and it looks great. That's cool. Yeah, it's again, it's just fun. There's yeah. a lot of good banter and that's kind of good enough. There's always room for a Constantine book. I feel. I mean, it's weird that Ver- it's not Vertigo since that was like. Yeah, again, I feel like. It does suffer a yeah. little bit from that. You're always, it's. I think that's always going to be something in the back of your mind. Like, could yeah. they push it further if this was Vertigo? Yeah. But I'll take what I can get. That's cool. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so last up in Connor's Corner, packed packed edition of Connor's Corner this week. Uh, Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps issue three. Robert Vendetti on art. Uh, sorry, writing and on art is Rafa Sandoval. Look, his writing's. Shaky enough. Let's not see how it is. <laughs> yeah. Hey, do, you know how, do you know how they they keep doing this thing? Every so often, when an artist will try writing, like try being a writer for a little while. And it very yeah. rarely works. Yeah. I'd love to see what sort of doodles that some of the writers would do if they had to do the art yeah. for their own book. <laughs> I, I do know Johns does storyboard his own. Well, he used to, with very you know his own style of art, which he said would never be printed. But he has that gene there, and Ben does too. does the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, because Bendis came came up as an artist, like the torso, I didn't realize this until a couple of weeks ago. Uh, he shared a story, but he drew the entire thing. So, yeah, interesting. But and there's we got uh, Sean Gordon Murphy doing his his Batman soon, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And he's yeah. done Punk Rock Jesus too, where he drew and which wrote. that was pretty good, right? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So yeah. So, but yeah, the the issue here. I went in, I was like, all right, I'm good. I want, I want more guy stuff. You know, that stuff was the best part. And yeah. I got about two pages. It yeah. starts It starts with this. It starts with Jon Stewart trying to contact Guy. And he's like, God damn it, where are you? You better not be dead. And then it just cuts to Guy going, saying, in unknown space. And it just is like, oh, come on, you lightweights. And you just see a bunch of shadows and him, like, in a boxing stance, blood on his knuckles. And then that's it. No more guy for the rest of the issue. No more Matt for the rest of this run either. <laughs> but the thing is, it's like, but I want more. I want, I want that stuff. But yeah. if I'm only going to get it every other issue, what, what was is it the, worth it? What was the rest of the stuff? Do, do you care that much? I mean, it, it's just Hal versus the the Sinestro core stuff. You know, the guys that were there before and in the Triad. back of the first issue. Yeah. Yeah, they call in some reinforcements, and he's he's still going and. So, they kid they kidnap a, the Sinestros kidnap a bunch of the citizens and say they've been breaking the law and they're like what law? It's like nah, we make the law, whatever we want. <laughs> There's such with the sheriff of Nottingham. <laughs> yes, and um, Hal's trying to save the kid, uh, and um, he's he's like, oh, you. He, he he keeps going. I can save everyone, but there's something going on with the Sinestro's rings where all the fear in the universe. This which is why they're doing it. They're, they're feeding the fear machine. Is what they were saying. They want to take the strongest people to feed it to it because it creates more fear. My These guys sure. are the police force right now. But God basically, the more fear, the more in, in the atmosphere around them, the more their rings charge. So they're getting up to like 150% instead of the, you know, the usual 100. And they're just swarming around Hal and they bring him down and he doesn't save the kid and the kid gets taken. 
And then the last page is Hal just crashed on the earth and well, not the earth, but like on the ground, beaten, and they're saying, uh, "Just uh, tell Sinestro we got him. We got him sorted." So is it doing a thing like Wonder Woman almost, where it's flipping to the other set of characters every second issue? I think it might be where we'll get like a small bit of the other one because we got like two pages here. I think in the first issue we got like one page at the end. Yeah. I want my Green Lantern Corps back, damn it! I was hopeful. I know. I re- uh... I, that's the thing. The stuff that's like John and Guy, I really, I'm really into. It's like I want yeah. that stuff. Yeah. And all this Hal and Sinestro stuff, I just I couldn't give a fuck. Yeah. I really couldn't. But yeah. I'm thinking. I'm going to stick with it a couple maybe it's the end of the arc and see if it evens out with how much we get yeah. if it is 50-50 that's probably enough for me to stick around with the core for now and then mm. it may or may not fall through the orange cracks and into the abyss of red that currently the only completely 100% drop book is Red Hood and the Outlaws well actually not even that's not completely dropped yet uh, I'm waiting for the team I want to see the team in action and that I just you fool yeah you gotta play with this, your hope and you know, uh, make a so... noose out of it and then hang it hang it from Bizarro it. hasn't even been mentioned yet let alone show up <laughs> it's gonna be eight issues before they team up Connor I hope you know this uh, no don't do that to me uh, I can't uh, take well, that that's what happens but you, you... <laughs> You're going to get another three origin scenes out of uh, Jason Todd. The only thing I can be truly grateful for is that it's a monthly book and not a twice. Yeah, so it'll take eight months for them to team up. But but it's only only ten minutes every month instead of, shit, this is every other week. It feels a lot more... Like, we we mentioned with uh, Titans that it feels so long. Even though we're used to waiting a month, it feels long, given everything else is every two weeks now. Yeah, no, it does. All right, well, that's all the reviews for this week's books, which leads us to our rounded up of things. So, favourite panel of the week... Um, this is a tough one because there's a lot of good mm-hmm. things, but I am actually tempted to say that just purely for the art, I'm going to go with that first panel on Wonder Woman. Oh, okay, it's a that, gorgeous panel. That street, that light, the color, the colorist on that is like doing wonders. Mm-hmm. So, did did you read the story about how that was accidental? Oh yeah, yeah I see his tweet uh, yeah. about how he he just shouted through his wife. I don't know what to do in this first page. And she shouted back, "Draw a big tree." <laughs> yeah, and the was that, that was he, he misheard her. She actually said, "Get me a cup of tea." Uh, <laughs> but hey, whatever works. And then he said, yeah. "Yeah, I'll put a cat in it, and that'll look like be a symbolic Mirror the thing." Cheetah stuff. Cheetah, yeah, yeah. Oh, whatever, whatever works. Uh, yeah, whatever, yeah, whatever works, pretty much. Uh, so I'm gonna go with that, uh, Matt. I'm going to go with, and Connor's probably going to be mad, but the last page of Detective with Tim surrounded by the drones. Just because, you know, and it looked great. Well, because then then Connor can't have it, so that's why. So I, I'm, I'm currently torn between three panels in Detective. And oh, that was well, that's not good. One of them. Yeah. Well, wow, so, good. Yeah. I didn't steal it then. Yeah. I just, I just, I can't. Which one do I go with? I'll go with this one. Read some okay, elevator I'll... music playing while Connor makes his decision. <laughs> Look, there's, there's a lot of good panels. There are tough choices. I'm going to go with the one where it's Tim walking out onto the roof and the lightning's there. 
and he's just waiting. It's just before he sees all the lights from the drones come in, but he knows they're coming, and he's just mm-hmm. stepping up to the plate, basically. But yeah, fucking love that shot. All right. All right. All right, yeah. so that'll take us on to our top fives of the week, and maybe a bottom book as well. Yeah, sure. Let's do that. All right, so top five, top five, top five. I'm not ready yet. Who wants to go first? I'll go. Okay, Matt's going first. Yeah, I'll uh, number one detective because of all the reasons that we said praised, praise just all over it. And then number two is gonna be Wonder Woman, uh, and it's solid. I mean, Rucka going back and forth, and he's killing it with that method. Uh, and then I'll prop go Batgirl, as the art and story came together so well. Like we talked earlier, the oranges and the yellows. Uh, and then Action Comics, uh, Superman, it's fun. Ended the the uh, current arc, and then the Flash, and then if I had to pick one that was the worst, oh, man, that, those ones tough this week because they're all kind of about even. But I, I'd have to go Titans just because it was a little weird with Abracadabra, and it's not in terms of quality, but just I think Blue Beetle and what other one did I miss that we talked about? Uh, we're, we're just real good. So, that's where I'll leave that. Well, I, th- I think that was all seven that you read, Matt. There. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I missed one. Uh, all right, I'll, I'll go. Uh, Detective number one, Batgirl number two, The Flash, issue three. Um, not issue three, you know what I mean? <laughs> the Flash oh, number, number three. Uh, then Wonder Woman, and then fifth place, I will probably go Blue Beetle. Okay. So there's your five, and as for worst, uh, oof, I, oh, mm, this is well, this is tough this week, because um, I read seven books and I liked all seven books, yeah. so yeah, it's, me too. It's, it's actually really tough to to pick one. I have a little bit of an easier job come to that now. Yeah, yeah, you you got your you own little weird ginger corner the corner of the universe that you can hide in. Um, yeah, yeah, I'd probably go tight. What what a yeah, yeah. So our Titans are action. They're, they're definitely at the bottom too, but they're both still solid. So, there you go. Alright, um, number one. I'm going to go detective, aren't I? Let's be honest. What, what else is it going to yep. be? Yep. Uh, two, I'm going to go with Batgirl. Three, Blue Beetle. Four, Flash. And five, Wonder Woman. Last is is Hal Jordan because it was too much fucking Hal Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the clue's in the name, but it does say and the Green Lantern Corps, and I want more of that. Yeah. So if if I was going to go with the ones like just to put me on an equal let playing field with you guys, I, I would also say Titans as as the weakest of that seven. Hmm. Cool. Yeah. Right. Um... There you go, that's that's our rankings for this week. So, normally at this point of the show, I would then say, hey, here's what's coming next week. This is all the things we'll be talking about. Get excited for next Wednesday. Yeah. Fun stuff. Unfortunately, we have the dreaded fifth week of the month, or the fifth oh, Wednesday that already? of the month. Yep, yep. Is that already. Oh, for fuck's sake. And <laughs> there isn't a single DC book coming out. Well, at least not not the ones we cover. There's probably some yeah. of the weird holdover ones that are kicking about, but um, none of the rebirth-related books are coming out next week. So 
Next week is going to be a weird episode because we're going to have no books. So we're going to be having some discussions, but not about anything in particular. It'll just be a fun, light-hearted episode, so if you want to join in for that, that'd be great. Um, if you don't want to, you want to skip till we have books again the following week, uh, fair enough. I can't really blame you all that much. But we'll uh, have some fun. Uh, oh, jeez, do you know what is coming out next week? What's no. One of Hitch's Justice League of America issues. <laughs> Sorry, I just thought I'll, I'll have a look what's actually coming next week. I'm, I'm intrigued. You know, someone from the group who will remain nameless will be very excited for that. Oh, well, There's some other interesting stuff. You know, the, the last uh, print issue of Legend of Wonder Woman, which okay. you should be reading. Well, um, if you're wondering why we're laughing at that so much, it's because Just League of America by Hitch, those last two issues or whatever it is, have been cancelled, then resolicited, then cancelled, and then resolicited. It has been a roller coaster ride to see if they'll ever I, actually I, see I the light I genuinely wasn't sure that would ever come out. I'm yep. still not convinced. And, and until <laughs> until someone actually like holds it up in front of my face and then actually goes through it page by page to prove that there's actually what something. What if it's like available to buy on Comixology? It's there. Is that enough? No, because I just because there's a cover does not mean there's actually a comic book inside it, right? <laughs> I I won't believe it. Oh, that it just blew my mind. You really, you really think they'll charge you $3.99 for just the cover on Comixology? <laughs> That's well, right, it's a three ninety nine book. Yeah, well, it always was, yeah. So it's just this weird holdover of things that... There's, a, there's, there's, a, there's actually a bunch of annuals, interestingly. There's um, uh, the, the Bombshells annual, Earth 2 Society annual, uh, Gotham Academy's got an annual. But nothing that so, we cover. No, no, but there are... Still annuals for the fifth week. Yeah, there's stuff. But I just checked, and there's it's a very light week, and my wallet is thankful because all this yeah. DC is really, really putting a hamper on my. But uh, money. I, I mean, I don't usually tell people about anything in those series because we don't cover them. So uh, nothing uh, next week. So come in for a late, and uh, don't have to read anything. You can just come in and enjoy the random conversation about DC comics. Now I say random. There will be some kind of structure to it. I will actually plan something. Don't worry. Yep. It won't be that. Pete's got a dice with words on it, and that's how we're going. <laughs> Pull things out of a hat. Uh, hey, hey, questions out of a hat may not be such a bad idea. Actually, nope. if, if that's the case, go comment on the YouTube or Twitter or yeah. email questions. What is, can, twi- what is the Twitter, Connor? I believe we're at mild underscore fuzz. Very good. Oh, Matt, Matt what's the email? <laughs> I don't listen, so he got me. <laughs> Alright then, less of the noise at, then. At, at, uh, at mild underscore fuzz dot net dot org. Oh, God. Uh, you can email us mildfuzz at gmail. Laser. Mildfuzz at gmail dot com. Uh, so you can do that and comment on the video and all that jazz and uh, like and subscribe and rate us on iTunes and all that other stuff that people do to help out people because it helps us out if you do all that kind of thing spreads the show, spreads the love and you know, all that kind of thing so yeah, we'll be back next week Uh, it's also worth mentioning that if you're used to us we we tend to have this up for people either very late on a Friday or late-ish on a Saturday um, it's just worth mentioning that if you're sort of used to that sort of flip flop between the two, uh, most of the next month will be the Saturday instead. Um, just a bit of warning, just in case you're expecting it on the Friday, you can uh, know you can it's go down, to bed. It's down to people at my work taking holidays. Those selfish bastards. Uh, so, what he really meant to say there was it's all his fault. 
Connor schedule is the one that's pushing I mean, us back. You know, so. techni- technically, yes, but if you really <laughs> want it, you can blame my boss for giving me the shifts. Sure. All right, Connor's boss, good job. Making him yeah. miserable. What a dick. <laughs> I don't know. But... Like, anyone who makes Connor miserable is A-OK in my book. I mean, yeah, you would think that. Yeah. Oh. oh, dear. Okay, so that'll bring an end to this week's Comics from the Multiverse. Thank you very much to everyone who's been watching and or listening. Check out the other stuff we do uh, on the YouTube channels, Mailed Fuzz TV and Mailed Fuzz Movies. We talk about all that kind of stuff. Uh, and check out the website, mailedfuzz.org, if you want the audio versions of a lot of the stuff we do. Um, check out the Facebook group. Just search Mailed Fuzz on Facebook. You'll find the group. You'll see my name as the administrator. That's how you know it's us. Uh, just head in there if you want to join us and converse and stuff. But yeah, uh, that's us, guys. Thanks very much once again. We will see you next week for a weird week of no books. Keep reading comics, and always remember, never get lost in the Speed Force. Long live the Legion. <laughs>